0: Have your Bibles, turn with me to the 10th chapter of the book of Hebrews. Let's all stand as we honor God's Word. I see Deanna and and Billy Ray made it. Uh, Thankful you all made it. Uh, Hebrews, the 10th chapter. This 10th chapter is a very interesting chapter, and also is the 11th chapter. The 11th chapter is called the Faith Chapter of the Bible, but this 10th chapter is, 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 a, is a powerful uh, chapter. We're going to read the first three verses for our message tonight. It says, For the law, having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of, of the things, can never, with those sacrifices which they offer year by year continually, make the comers thereunto perfect. That word perfect is interesting because that's how the Bible describes those that, that are saved and truly saved. They're, 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 they've been perfected. And uh, what he's saying there, and just, just to give you some idea of what they're referring to, what he's saying there is that, uh, that the sacrifices that they had in the Old Testament didn't have the power to change men's hearts. And, and to make them like the way the Lord would have His children to be. Second verse says, for then, if, if, if all the first verse, the first verse we read, He says, for, for then would they not have ceased to be offered because that the worshipers once purged should have had no more conscience of sins. But in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance, again, made of sins every year. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for what it means to us. I I thank you so much for what it means to me, Lord. I I just pray that you'll see fit to give me the uh, health I need to be able to preach it. And Lord, uh, the eyes I need to be able to see it. And Lord, I just pray that you'll take care of us for it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Today, I, tonight, I've titled this message, the, Perf- the Perfect Ones. The Perfect Ones. Now, that's what this is going to. This is going from a, from a religion that did not perfect people because they had to go every year. And they had to re-offer the same offering that they just offered. Uh, they go every year. They have to go every year and uh, and and redo it. Re- redo what they do. See, we don't have to do that. Once the 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 twenty seventh or twenty eighth verse of the other chapter says only one time. One time Christ offered. One time we. We're saved. We're not saved every other day or every other Sunday as some teach today. But the fact is here that uh that the Old Testament laws, the Old Testament ceremonies did not have the power to make one in perfection as as he does and, and that's something that we're going to talk about in just a few minutes. In in, in these chapters or these verses of Hebrews. The great Apostle pursues his argument that Christ's priesthood is far better than the priesthood of the Old Testament. for the priesthood of the Old Testament was weak, for the blood of the bulls and goats should not cleanse the conscience of sin. Now there is, there is something that uh, I think we don't think about enough. We don't think about a whole lot in our, in our lives, and that is our conscience. You know, some people live a whole life with their conscience bothering them or their conscience uh, 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 dealing with them uh, forever. And I've seen it. I've seen it too many times, and I feel sorry for anybody where their conscience is, is constantly bothering them uh, uh, because of some of the things they've done in their life. But one thing, one thing that true salvation does... True salvation clears and cleanses the conscience to where we don't we don't have to be worried about everything every day about our sins because our sins have been taken care of. Um, the priesthood of the Levites was only a shadow of things to come. The priesthood of Christ was a perfect priesthood and brought a full cleansing of the conscience. And complete forgiveness of sin, and and that's only one time. One time he 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 went and died. E- every year they had to go back. Every year, and and had to redo what they just done the year before, on the Day of Atonement, they did it. And 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 uh, and these uh, the Jews under under the Old Testament law, the Jews had to furnish their own, uh, uh, what, what they were going to uh, offer to the Lord. They had to furnish their own lamb, or they had to furnish their own bullock, whatever it was they were given. They had to furnish it. They had to see that it, it was cleansed. They had to see it was clean. They had to see it was perfect, without any blemishes, and such and such as that. Well, we know when Christ died for our sins, and and died for the sins of his elect children, we we know that uh, uh, that he was clean from one end to the other, free of sin. He he was he was sinless. He was free of uh, of of doing anything but but doing what God sent him here to do. He didn't do extra things. You you didn't find him playing golf. You 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 didn't you didn't find him uh, going to the movies. You, when he lived here on Earth for three and a third years, you didn't find him watching television. You you didn't find him doing all these things. What you found him doing was exactly what God had sent him here to do, and that's why he was. When he died for us there on Calvary's tree, he he paid the perfect sacrifice. Paid the perfect sacrifice. There was no perfect sacrifices in the Old Testament. The great apostle says, "He says for the law, having a shadow of of good things to come, and not the very image of things. In other words, uh, he's talking about the types that are in, in that that was in, in the uh, in, in the offerings. The offerings, every offering that was offered in the Old Testament had a type. A lot of them were a type of Christ. Some of them were a type of." Of our our type of worship and such and such as that, but uh, but it says there they 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 had a shadow of good things to come. Yeah, you know that's when the the types of them are. You know when a bullock was was given on the altar, when a bullock was slaughtered and laid on the altar, then that was a type of Christ dying for 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 uh, for, for his children, and so thereby. But he says there in the last part of that. Of verse one he says, and not the very image of things. In other words, it wasn't it wasn't the true image. these bulls and these these goats and whatever they offered, they were not Christ and and, and they were not for the cleansing of sin forever. And um, but I've said this many times over the years, you know, we, we, don't, we didn't want to be one of Jews under the law. You didn't want to be one of those. You, you better be thankful. You better thank God every day that you live in this day, and you live in a day when, we, 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 when our conscience are clean, our hearts are made right, and, and, and so as a result of that, then we don't have to go back every year and redo it again. You don't have to go back every year. But you've got religions today that do that. You've got uh, even some of the old Orthodox Jewish religions that are still in the world today. They still do the same thing they did in the Old Testament. Even even after this is taught in the book of Hebrews, you know, they they can, but the problem they have is, the problem a lot of the Orthodox Old Testament uh, Jews have and, and the Orthodox Jews that live today, the problem they had they don't, they don't read the New Testament. They don't study the New Testament. They, they don't even know what the New Testament says. As I've said, I told once before that when I was writing uh, uh, my thesis uh, several years ago, I interviewed a, a Jewish doctor. And I asked him, I said, do you know Jesus as your Savior? He said, who's Jesus? And uh, I said, I know you've heard of Jesus. He said, I've never heard of Jesus. He said, He said it's not mentioned Uh, in in our religion. He said, Jesus is not mentioned in our religion. I I said, Well, uh," I said we're talking about salvation. He said, That's not mentioned in our religion. He said, We we know nothing of those things, and 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 he said we don't understand those things, and so thereby. You're learning tonight why they don't understand those things. It's because the law that they served was only a shadow of the good things to come. See, all those Jews that looked forward, that understood this, that God opened their eyes, and they understood this, and they, they looked they look for a time when Christ would come and give his life uh, for them. But uh, we, we look back at it. Christ, is all. Christ came, while uh, Paul says in, in the book of Romans, he says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know, uh, Christ was dying for us before we were ever born. But the problem is, we were, we were born to be sinners. We were born under the similitude of Adam, and we were sinners. And because of that, we needed to be redeemed. We needed to be saved. We needed to have our sins paid for. And that's exactly what the Lord Jesus Christ did when he came. The moral law, which was done away with by Christ's death on the tree, was a good law. It was good, but it was not good enough to bring good blessings to those of the new covenant. It was not It's not good enough. It was a good law. The law was good. As a matter of fact, the Apostle Paul says... For well, we know that the law is spiritual, but what's my problem? Paul, I'm, I'm just paraphrasing this. Paul says, but what's my problem? But I am carnal, sold under sin. Yeah, the law is good. It's a good law. It was a good law in the Old Testament. The Jews, a lot of the Jews kept the law, and, and, and Paul told, told his, his kinfolks there in, in the book of Romans Paul told his kin folks there, he said, if you, if you, if you, believe, if you believe that one tittle of the law, uh, then you have to believe it all. You can't reject none of it. And, and you had, in other words, somebody said one time, asked me several years ago, they said, well, if you put a man in a room, lock the door, don't ever let him out, don't ever let him get out to the end of the world, and and let him stay in there until he dies. Will he still be a sinner and go to hell? That was a question that was asked me. Now you think about that for just a moment. He never he never knew what sin was because he, from the time he was a baby, he was locked up, and and put in a room. And when he got older, he didn't know what sin was, so he didn't know he didn't even know how to commit sin. But what would happen to him? Well, he would still die and go to hell, according to the old law. According to the old law, the old law teaches uh, that 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 we all need to be we all need to be saved. For he says uh, uh, he he says that uh, the penalty of the law is death. The penalty of the law is death, and and it's, it's not that that person that's locked in a room is 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 a, is sinful is, is grossly sinful but it's a fact was he was born under the simitude of Adam and he was sinful whether, whether he ever committed sin or not he was sinful and he need to be saved every person that's been born under the simitude of Adam needs to be saved and that's that's the Old Testament set up to the point to where that uh, um, that we we understood they Even we understand the law. It's like Paul said. Paul said, for we know, we know that the law is spiritual. It's it's not a a, a, a physical thing. It's spiritual. The law is spiritual, but he said, Paul said, my problem is I am carnal. As a human being, I am carnal, sold under sin. That's that's why that... That's why that uh, the law won't save anyone because we're all born under sin. And Paul was born under sin. He was sold under sin. That's in Romans 8 and verse 14. <clears throat> Man's sin is great. and It takes a great Savior dying for those sins to completely cleanse them. Again, the apostle says, but we know that the law is good. He told Timothy this, but we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. See, there's never been a law that will save anybody. You know, you got people out there believing that if we keep the Ten Commandments, we're going to be all right. Just like the young man that was here last Wednesday night. Uh, here last Wednesday night, I was talking to him about salvation. And he said, Well, he said, I. I I believe in doing. I believe in doing for for a person as I would want a person to do for me something like that. He, he said, I, "I believe that." He said, "I believe in in doing for everybody what I would want everybody to do for me," and uh, that was his salvation. That was his salvation, and and just like I was telling one time about the baptism that. I was baptizing in the licking river there in Cynthiana, and uh, this fellow this, some people was on the other bank fishing and all I did I just asked them I said if y'all would draw your lines in I said you can see there's a puddle of water there with had a sandbar around it and it was dried up and I said as you can see uh that fish not going to go anywhere I said we we going baptizing so we, I bab- we baptized, I think that that time alone we baptized 16 or 17 people. And uh, anyway, this young man came around the, came across the sandbar over there to me and he said, "I need to talk to you." And, and I preached I preached to all of them, all of them sitting over on the bank. I preached to them, and all the people was at the baptismal service. I preached to them, and he came around over there. And he said, well, I know I'm going to heaven. I said, well, how do you know you're going to heaven? He said, I've been to Vietnam and I came back alive. He said, God didn't let me die there. And he said, I know I'm going to heaven. I had to sadly tell him, had to sadly tell him that that's not salvation. That's not salvation. I said, in other words, what you believe is all those young men that got killed in Vietnam, all those young men Uh, all of them died and went to hell. I said, that's not necessarily so either. I said, that's not necessarily so either. And so, uh, but every man is sold under sin, as Paul is talking about here. Man's, as we said, man's sin is great. Unlawful use of the law will send a man to hell. There's never been a law made. God never instituted a law that would save anybody. God never made a law that would save anybody. Those Old Testament saints weren't saved by keeping the law. They they were just safe by keeping the law because if they broke the law, they died. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. And and, and those people knew that. Under the law, that's how it was. So they were safe. That's why Peter talks about when he talks about Noah and his family says they they were they were saved but that word is also safe they were safe uh, from from the flood and so but that doesn't mean that they had salvation it says that they were safe and, and so children babies babies are safe yeah babies are born sinful but until they become of an age of accountability which I don't know what age that is I believe when a baby comes to realize his soul and realize that he has a soul, and, and if he dies, he's going to go to hell. And you don't you say, well, babies don't believe that. Well, you you need to be with these little girls when I went in there and talked to them and hear them. They knew, they knew that. They understood those things, and so thereby, they understood it. The ceremonial law, but. The, and when me say this: There was no law given that could save. The ceremonial law was good, for it did foreshadow good things to come. It was a shadow of Christ and His saving grace, a shadow of Christ and His saving grace. You know, and uh, yes, those Old Testament saints believed that Jesus, that the Messiah was going to come. They believed that the Messiah was going to die. And they believed that he, was going to, that he was going to die for them. But by them keeping the law as they did, I mean, you would say that every one of them was saved. Well, Paul puts, a, puts a, a, a negative on that in the book of Romans when he says all of them that call themselves Jews are not Jews. He says we're, we're spiritual Jews. Uh, the Gentiles were spiritual Jews. And, and those spiritual Jews... Of uh, the Old Testament, uh, uh, they weren't all spiritual Jews. They were just some of them were spiritual Jews, but they weren't all spiritual Jews. In other words, every and, and you'll say, "Well, why are you saying this, Pastor?" Because there's people out there that believe because if you if you're a Jew, you're going you're, you're saved. I heard that said on television. When when uh, when someone was talking about uh, the uh, Israel over there, they were talking about Israel, and they, and and somebody said, "Well, you know, they're all of God's children." Well, I think I know what they were talking about, but not really. Did they know what they were talking about? They they claim because. But they could say the same thing about gentiles they're all the children of god but they're not paul made that very clear in, in in the ninth chapter of the book of romans he made that very clear that not all that say they're jews are jews well i'm going to tell you this not all that say say they're saved are saved not all that say they're a christian are christian not not all that say that are and so simply that's what that's what we understand. As uh, uh, it, it it was a shadow, the ceremonial law was a shadow of Christ and His saving grace. Christ was the body, the sum and the substance of the teaching of the ceremonial law. He everything everything they did, every animal they they killed, every animal they. Sh- Shed the blood, spread the blood out over the altar. Every animal there was a was a sum and substance of Christ, of Christ as 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 the one that uh, died for man's sin. Uh, one of those ceremonial laws pointed to Christ. Every one of them did. He 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 brought peace. He brought reconciliation. Talking about Christ now, he brought peace. He brought reconciliation. He brought justice. He brought righteousness. He brought pardon of sin, and eternal life. None of these others could do that. That's these very three verses here. He's referring to. None of these could have done that. Now, nothing about the old laws. Like down there in the in the third verse. He says, but in, in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance again made of sin every year. Their conscience was not clean during that time. But praise God, our conscience are. The apostle goes on to say concerning the old law, he says it can never with those sacrifices, I just read it to you, which they offered year by year continually make the comers perfect. Well, they would have for then would they have not ceased to be offered because that the worshipers once purged should have no conscience of sin but that's not true they did have a conscience what paul's saying here if 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 that was true salvation there what by that what the, the law what they did in the old testament if that was true salvation then uh, then the worshipers once purged should have no conscience of sin, but they do. If the law offers if the law offerings were effective, then there would be no more conscience of sin. But they were not effective. They had to go back the next year. They had to take all their sins for one year, take it back, and they had to lay it on the head of their scapegoat, whatever it was. Whatever whatever it was that they they had been waiting a year to to on a day of atonement they had to go back ever they had to go back and they had to do it again do it again the 14th it would have been it would have been our 14th day of April when the, when the law when when the day of atonement would have been the 14th day of April it was they called it they called out the date and it would have been our 14th day of April that they had to go back. What do we do the fifteenth day of April? Have to go do our taxes. We have to give our account to the government. What 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 do we have to do? What are days that we have to do? What about what you, about your birthday? What do you have to do on your birthday? You have to pay your alarm taxes. They're due. They have to be paid. What 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 do you do when? When you have an automobile, you've got to buy insurance. So that's what these people were doing. They had to go back every year and get that validated. In other words, they had to go back every year and and, and bring their card and have it marked, have their card, and I'm just paraphrasing now, have their card marked that you were here this year. They had to go back every year and do it. A Savior... If, 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 if let me say this: If the law offerings were effective, then there would be no more conscience of sin. A savior would not be needed. If that was the case, they wouldn't need a savior. Man's sin was great that it took God sending His only begotten Son to the earth to live a perfect life and die a perfect death. And by doing that, He perfected. His people, that's where we get the perfect ones at. He perfected his people and, and he perfected his people as a result of that. The death of Christ on the tree cleared the conscience of the sinner, gave him a calmness of grace and faith. His soul was perfect as the sinner was made perfect. Your soul is perfect. If you're saved today, your soul is perfect. You don't worry about your soul dying and going to hell because it's not going if, it's, if you're saved. That's why people have a problem with people who go around all the time worried to death over where they're going to die. It's <clears throat> like the lady in Kentucky. She, she went and joined every church up there to make sure she had the right one because she worried that when she died, she wasn't going to have it. Miss Conkright, the lady that used to call me every day when I was in Kentucky. She used to call me every day, and she'd say, she'd call me Paul. She'd say, Paul, she'd say, I'm just scared to death. I'm not going to have it when I get up there. I hope and pray none of you here tonight are afraid. I hope none of you here tonight are afraid and and have anxiety because you're scared to death that you're going to die and go to hell. A lot of anxiety is taken up because of, of spiritual things. lot of it is. I had a doctor tell me one time that he said anxiety is nothing but a spiritual disease. It's a spiritual disease. And and it's it's one that, uh, it's one that uh, we wouldn't have if we didn't worry. If we didn't worry about things, worry over things. And I want to tell you, somebody says, well, isn't it worth worrying over when you're going to die? Sure it is. But, you shouldn't do it if you're saved. You, you shouldn't do it. I'll tell you, uh, Brother Troy and Brother John Put and myself, we went to Tulsa to visit with Brother Joe about a week before he died. And, and I'm going to tell you, folks, I heard Brother Sam say this. Brother Sam said, if you want to know how to die, go see my daddy. And we did go see him. If you want to know how to die, you you should have gone see Brother Joe Wilson. I tell you, he was he he was. uh, As soon as I walked in the room, he said, "Paul," he said, "Brother Paul Jackson," he said, "You're so jealous of me that you can't stand it." I said, "What am I jealous of you for, Brother Joe?" He said, "I'm going to go to heaven before you do." He said, "You come here to see me, watch see me before I go to heaven." He said, I'm going to be there before you. He said, I'm going to be there before any of y'all are there. And uh, he just knew. He knew. He knew how to die. But he goes on to say in verse 3, but in those sacrifices, that is in the Old Testament, the old law, in those sacrifices there is a remembrance again made of sins every year. Every year. A remembrance of sin made again every year. Year after they, some people waste their whole life worrying over their salvation. And I've said this many times: don't spend your life trying to convince yourself that you're saved. That's the worst thing anybody can do. The fellow I tell you about, and every time I see him, he'll ask me: he said, "You pray every day to be saved." He'll say, Brother Paul, you pray every day to be saved. And I said, no, I don't. He said, well, I do. He said, I do. You don't have to. I tell him, I call him my name. I said, you don't have to. I said, you, you, don't, you don't have to pray every day to be saved. Yes, we find ourselves sinning after we are saved, but we never question those former sins which were completely paid for in Christ. We never question those things. Yes, we we find ourselves sinning after we're saved, but we never question those former sins that the Lord's already paid for. We never talk about those. We never think about those. We even sing the song, Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all. What are we singing when we sing that? He paid, he paid all. He paid our sin debt. He paid the debt that we owed. He paid the ransom. He gave the ransom for our souls. And he did that. He did that. When he died, he, he went to Calvary's tree, and he gave a ransom for our souls. You know, our souls had a ransom on it. Satan had a ransom on it. You're going to die and go to hell if you're not saved. That's a ransom. That's, that's a conclusion. That's a ransom that you're going to die and go to hell. He paid that ransom. He said, no, this one here is not going to die and go to hell. because well, I paid for that. I've already paid it. I've already paid it. The guy called me this afternoon about our air conditioning. air conditioning is going to cost us $1,617 and, uh, to fix it. And he said, now, you, you've already paid $800 of that. And I said, yeah, we've already paid $800 of it. He said, well, then we've we've paid $817 of it. He said, uh, well, then you'll only have to pay 800 more when they come tomorrow and work on it. Well, that was a ransom he had. The ransom he had was that, you know, when you when you go and you buy something, you know, there's a ransom on that. You have to pay for it. You have to pay for it before you get it. You have to pay for it, or you have to sign papers and say you'll pay for it after you get it. One of the two, but you've got to pay for it. Well, that's the same way with your sins. You've got to pay for them, but praise God, Jesus paid the ransom. Jesus paid it all. He paid it all, and he did. And I say, may God bless you this day. It's my prayer. I pray that every one of you in here have a clear conscience about your salvation. And I pray you won't go home tonight and not be able to sleep because of the sins that you have committed in your life. He paid for those. I tell you, if, if I thought about every sin I committed when I was growing up, they'd know, there'd be no way I could go to heaven. No way I could go to heaven if that, if, if, if that was the case. But I don't care how filthy you were. I don't care as Kara calls it. I don't care if you were the scum of the earth. I don't care what you were. Jesus paid it all, and he paid it for you, and he paid it for me. All right, may the Lord bless you, and I'm going to let you go.